Hey guys, welcome to Bagging the Broadcast, episode number 319. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. One being that we don't let jokes die. <laughs> the other, <laughs> the first way, is the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out October 19th, 2016. We follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this time it's... Well, time for our uh, monthly trade and policy review. This is where we pick a graphic novel or uh, trade paperback, and we talk about it. And this was a Paul Baby, and this is Superman Birthright by Mark Wade and Lennel Francis Yu. Yeah. This is a 2005 retelling of the Superman origin story. And boy, is it. It's so And boy, do they leave no stone unturned. (laughs) They cover everything. Mm-hmm. Even how to shade his incredible blue eyes, mm. which John and I know something about. Yes. We have incredible blue eyes. They do, and most people think I have brown eyes because I wear glasses. You know why? It's the way the light reflects. Superman. You know what's uh, also brown uh, and dark This incredible and Russian Imperial we are drinking. It absorbs light. <laughs> it's a black hole, but damn is it tasty. Like, I had to actually increase the uh, brightness on my monitor because I have the beer too close to it. It's actually making it hard to see light around it. This is uh, from 42 North, a local brewery in East Aurora, New York, which is a suburb of Buffalo, New York. A little piece of trivia for East Aurora is if you remember the first Winter Classic game uh, from the NHL, that rink was torn down. And actually rebuilt in East Aurora, New York. Mm. So oh. if you want to s- skate on the same ice as the Sidney Crosby Pittsburgh Penguins and the Ryan Miller Buffalo Sabres, you can do that in East Aurora, New York during the winter. Uh, Exciting. This is their annual release. Uh, it's a special bottle series that they have. And you can get it, like, I think they only serve it in 8-ounce uh, cups at, at the, the brewery. brewery when it comes out, and then they have a bottle release for it every year in about February or March. And uh, I'm definitely going to go back in March when this comes out again because this was my only bottle. Like a fool, I only bought one bottle of it. And uh, I th- you got this for your when we went down there for when Chris came into town, right? Uh, I think he came out slightly after that, and I made sure I went back for it. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. This. this is a 12.5 Russian Imperial. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, the fact that you've sat on it for almost, you know, half a mirror, eight, mm-hmm. eight months, uh, it's possibly have smoothed the beer out. Because there is boozy, boozy nose on this. Mm-hmm. You can smell that there's alcohol, but when you drink it, you don't get that. Uh, it is delicious. It's probably one of the best Russian Imperials mm-hmm. I've had. It's got that nice, lingering, robust, smoky richness. That depth of flavor just sits and lingers on the tongue forever. And it's a nice sipping beer because of that. Unfortunately, it's 70 degrees out in the middle of October. Uh, but this is a perfect winter, like, get you through a cold, cold Buffalo night yeah. uh, beer. And I'm, I, I, I miss those cold drinking nights. Mm-hmm. This would be one of those nice ones for a crisp autumn evening, like oh, out yeah. on the porch. This is fantastic. It's uh, yeah, and it and a lot of times when we say it's sippers, 
we still suck them down really fast. Mm-hmm. This one I'm like just enjoying slowly, slowly sipping mm-hmm. on. And we've still got a little bit in the bottle, so we, we we don't need to rush through. No. We have a whole show. We have two beers yeah. uh, that we're doing today. It's good to take, take your time. Yeah. Yeah, take your time. Especially when you're like when you're enjoying it. Very little head on it. It's not very carbonated. Yeah. It's uh, I didn't I mean you wouldn't expect too much. And this was uh and this was a uh, wax dipped top yeah. too, so it's not like we lost the carbonation, which we learned about. So I went through and electrical taped most of my bottles that I'm uh, saving over a long period of time. Anything longer than uh, a year, I've decided to electrical tape. No. Hmm. Uh, very, very good. Um, I would seek out this. I would take the long drive to East Aurora for me uh, to pick up as many bottles as I could mm-hmm. because this is absolutely fantastic. I Unfortunately, I, I don't have a beer or any this week. Um, I ran out of time this morning. I was going to go shopping after I recorded the new episode of Parks and Rec with my friend Janet, and we spent so much time just yapping at the beginning that it pushed back the recording start like by an hour, so I lost my my window to go. Mm. I see you can go vote for your favorite uh, shoot-em-up game, uh, which I voted for. Already? Wow. Yes. Our next next head-to-head will be up next month, and it's uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin at Magic Kingdom versus Men in Black's Alien Attack at Universal Studios. See, I would say that I would vote, but when I went on the Men in Black game, my gun did not work. Mm. Ooh. So I think it's an automatic Toy Story then. It's not Toy Story, it's, it's uh, Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Who's part of Toy Story. Yeah, but it's not to be confused with Midway Madness, which would win hands down. Yeah, that's why we didn't put that one up against it, because yeah. Midway Mania is just, it's it would demolish good. it. We'll mm-hmm. still talk about it um, in the episode, but yeah. I voted for Men in Black. Because your gun worked. Because my gun worked. <laughs> and I also <laughs> like that you can spin around the you know people that are on the other track. That's fun. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. I'm like, screw the rest of this game. I'm spinning them. Let's spin those motherfuckers. Whoa. Language. Oh, trust me, I'm going to be laying a lot of f bombs when we start talking about this Superman book. <laughs> okay, well, we, we can't get to that yet because we, we got to news. talk about the news that happened this past week first. Yeah, all of the news. This shows as long as that book. I got to wait so long to talk about it. Not as long as last week's episode. Don't worry. <laughs> you're, you're you're putting money down now. <laughs> well, yeah, we hardly ever go over two hours. So, well, we had like six books to talk about. Mm-hmm. We only got yeah, one book. Really- which is 12. 12 issues <laughs> long. But the yeah. news, guys. But yeah, at least we won't have to wait that long for Star Wars Rogue One, which is coming out this November. Uh, we got our, what is this, the final trailer for it now? I think it's just, it's considered the second trailer. The second story trailer? The one teaser trailer. Then we had story trailer. This is story trailer number two. Okay, I don't understand the specifics of trailers anymore, because there's teasers for trailers and trailer teasers and whatever. I don't I don't know, but hey, this one, it seemed to be all brand new footage. Like, it's not stuff that you've seen previously, and that was really exciting, because it's a lot of more of the story, I guess, because it's kind of delving back into Jyn Erso's history and what the whole point of this movie really is now. They rarely gave you a big glimpse to what the story is. Uh... 
a lot more little action sequences going on. It looks like it's going to be kind of a fun shoot-up Did we watch the movie. same trailer? Because I don't think this one looks fun. I see. Oh. oh, I see fun. I see fun in action scenes. Like, because it's like little, te- like you get little teasers of action scenes, and I'm like, oh, I can't the wait to that. The ATST walker going through the marketplace, and then you're like, wow, there's marketplaces on these worlds. They're not just either snow covered or uh, big wastelands of deserts. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to see him like in like cityscapes fighting, which I think is the first for a Star Wars movie. You know. Yeah, a conical movie, right? Like, yeah, like no, yeah, it's Force Movement, Moon of Endor, the Jabba's Palace outside. You know, they do a fighting on a barge. Yeah. I mean, well, you could make the argument that on Coruscant in the prequels, we got some action there with lightsaber duels and the Jedi Temple and okay, but like it's the not speeder chase with uh, Episode Two. But you think you can make the argument, but it's yeah, not like. Yeah. It's not, it's not as big as what looks yeah. like it's going on. No, that's true. I so definitely I could make the argument. I definitely that's get what I said. from this uh, trailer. I definitely get more of that feel that no, everybody's kind of right. This is a ragbag team kind of thrown together, and they kind of have to make this up as they go along. The rebellion is like at wit's ends, and they're just like, uh, yeah, let's get these guys together, and you guys go out and stop this from happening or get us plans or something and they're like they don't even have a call sign <laughs> they have to make it up rogue yeah. one that sounds like a call sign right guys like that good good all right you know? i think that's more like uh they're getting hailed and they need like a password to get like to get through and the guy's like they're scrambling to find one and he's like like try rogue one mm-hmm <laughs> So, but uh, you get to see a little more Vader. I mean, you see the see the side of his helmet, and then him just walking. Yeah, being very angry at uh, spoilers for the movie. Uh, the the girls, if spoil if you hate trailers because they give away too much of the movie, this is one of those trailers you would hate. See, I heard somebody else say like, "Oh, he looks really angry." I'm like, "It's fucking Vader. He's just walking. <laughs> he walked up like three steps. Like, That's and people are like, oh, he's pissed.' And I'm like." He just walked up some stairs. Uh, by the way, for you keeping count at home, yes, that was John's third F-bomb. <laughs> I told you. You kept me up late with the Superman book. Your failure to plan does not... <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be like twice as long as a normal trade and slow as molasses. Yeah, spoilers, it's like 300 pages long. <laughs> That's 12 issues, so I mean, it makes sense. Uh... <laughs> Something else that we'll be getting for a long time is going to be the Harry Potter spinoff, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them, because it was just announced this week that it's going to be five movies long, all written by J.K. Rowling. So she will have an active hand well, in the planning and writing of these movies. Still. So that's always a good thing. Yeah. I think she has a great grasp of the world that she's created. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she would definitely be the person I'd want, like, really in there saying what, what works and what doesn't work in this world that she's created. And I, I like that they're And she needs up. a few more billions, yeah. right? I also enjoy that they're definitely, that they are uh, giving us the Americanized version of this world, you know, where, well, we don't call them lifts. We call them elevators. We don't call them mug. Muggles, we call them nomads. 
you know that that kind of thing is kind of fun and and uh colin farrell he just seems creepy with that shaved side hat that shaved shaved uh side hair uh it's a look that he's had in many movies i know it's creepy though (laughs) he looks like Uh, he's gonna rough up some nomads and or other wizards oh he will (laughs) He's good at playing a character like that. One of uh, the things that I saw in the trailer that I really enjoyed was uh, Witches in America, We Need a Second Salem. Is posters, like, plate-pasted around. Like, I'm not sure who put those up. Like, because then do people know about them? I don't know. Or not? I don't know. You gotta wait till the movie comes out, and I, I so. can't. Or Chris wait. will tell me all about it. Or, or you're you not gonna go see it in the theater? No, no, no. That Chris knows uh, everything already, and he'll oh. just tell me. No, like there's oh. there's no uh, precedent for this besides like the little stuff that's kind of like squeaked out, like hints and rumors and stuff. But we'll see, because I mean, the Nomad World's becoming more and more aware of just crazy stuff that's happening out there with. Uh, the magical beasts that have escaped, and that's what the whole movie's about. Uh, I'm interested to see where five movies is going to go. Um, I feel like in some... Um, go ahead, Chris. No, no, go ahead. I feel in some way it's just uh, how can we prolong and get more money from people? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll add two more movies. That's how we'll do it. Um, but I'm excited... Nonetheless, I'm going to a Harry Potter rave for Halloween. I've uh, you and your child bride. Uh, yes, uh, I <laughs> I whittled and made um, wands for like half the people that are going in her friend group. Nice. Like I'm I'm excited about it just for the Harry Potter ness of it. But does it light up? It doesn't light up. It didn't go it's that far. I didn't have the time to do that. But it takes me about a day to make a wand. So. Hmm. That's nice. Oh, that's not too bad. Um, no, but uh, the word from J.K. Rowling is that this is actually going to start to go into more depth about the dark wizard Grindelwald, who was friends with um, Albus Dumbledore. Oh, okay. And that's kind of like known as like the second darkest wizard of all time behind um, Voldemort. Who had the Elder Wand. He did have the Elder Wand. He did. Hmm. So, yeah, so so there you go. It will be a lead up to the Harry Potter that you know and love, and it's more history about the Wizarding World. That it's stuff that's been discussed in the books and kind of given more depth over on Pottermore, but you're actually gonna get to see it, which is really cool. I'm surprised that you know we just had the you know movie Lionsgate just had the backlash over with uh, the Divergent series, where they had a they split the three books into four movies. The third movie came out, and it didn't do well enough, and now they're going back and saying, well, maybe the fourth movie will be just made for TV. And all the actors are like, well, we didn't sign up for that. You guys are breaking contract. We're not going to appear in that movie. So it's kind of well, sputtered out. Yeah, I'm, I was surprised they made a second movie. And after the second movie, I was like, hey, they're really going to make another one? These aren't very good. Not, not another one, another two. I know. I mean, it's They not... split the last book into two parts for some reason. Yeah. I mean, because that's that's what you do to extend it out and try to get more of that money. I mean, that's... <laughs> Twilight did it. Harry Potter did it. I mean, obviously first, but... Uh, the Mocking, else, um, Mockingbird? Yeah. Mockingbird, yeah. 
the Hunger Games, like which I still haven't seen any of those. I feel bad, but it's just kind of one of those film-going tropes now that they have like extended out. I mean, even look at what The Hobbit did; that got extended out. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was not a good. I extending out. I mean, really, if you're going to say the first person to really do it would be Quentin Tarantino with Kill Bill Part 1 and 2, <laughs> when he's like, "I've we filmed too much. We need to make two movies. But I think there's still a difference between, like, oh, we filmed too much, hey, let's do this, and then, like, oh, uh, you know what, we might as well make a, a second one. <laughs> Versus, yeah. But I'm, I'm okay with them extending out the Fantastic Beasts because they it does seem like they have a point to it. It's not just like, oh, we can just make more to make more. Like, anything to add more story. And it's not, like, this. it's not like they're doing it at the end of all this. They're saying right at the beginning, hey, we're going to, we got a bigger plan for this. We're going to tease this world with that first movie, but now we're going to, we're going to make it even bigger. Yeah, I mean, all the other movies, like, based off of uh, books did this because Harry Potter did it and succeeded at it. You know, every other studio is trying to find their Harry Potter. And, you know, in some cases it might have worked, like with Twilight. Other ones, not so much with Divergent, you know. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that you can solidify and be like, yes, this will work is Warner Brothers with Harry Potter. Yeah. Now if they can just get their mind around the Snyderverse. Because, <laughs> man... We got the first look at Mira's costume, guys. Yeah. And uh, something was missing. The color. The color, exactly. It was uh, it was gray. That girl is gray, uh, unlike what they that one AFI song says. Girl's not gray. Uh, the thing that I really liked coming out of um, the Snyderverse Justice League are all the pictures of, uh, what is it, Jason Momoa? Mm-hmm. Who just looks like he's always having the greatest time in the world? <laughs> like he, he like tweets pictures. Like there was a picture of uh, him and Affleck at their last total last day of callback shootings, and they're drinking like Hennessy and Guinness together. And he's like, "I love this guy. <laughs> Aloha, everybody. Hashtag thank you, uh, Guinness and Hennessy." And then like there's another one of him with like the producer and Scott Snyder like. Hey, last day of shooting. Love these guys. Aloha. <laughs> and then, like, uh, one of the trailers that they put out was, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. And, again, like, he's the guy that, like, he's spinning, like, his uh, trident, and he, like, drops it, and then he's like, ah! <laughs> like, even in, the, like, that trailer, he's the guy having the most fun ever. Like, even when he, after he's gotten, like, just drenched by all the water, mm-hmm. like, he's walking by, and he's make, making, like, the... Hang loose sign. Hang he's like, loose. Ah. He's like, I love these guys. Hang loose. Aloha. Like, it's like, okay. Like, he might be playing, like, a brooding, like, darker version of that. But underneath it, it's a guy just going, aloha. Uh, breaking news. Uh, Jason Momoa is now filing a trademark for the hang loose sign to actually be the new way to hashtag. <laughs> what? He's just gonna use that sign in front of. So you you, you do the hang loose. Are you just, is this just a weird Paul yeah, thing? This is a okay. weird Paul thing. <laughs> it's like because sometimes I'm like, maybe he is like. <laughs> so anytime you weird... want to hash, hashtag IRL, you just do the hang loose and you just let people know. Is there a hang a loose? Hang. Is there a hang loose? Yeah, the hang loose. But how would you hang loose on your instead of hashtagging? 
You won it. Nobody hangs loose <laughs> anymore other than Jason Momoa. Yeah. So he's Ever. making that relevant again. Oh, okay. It's bringing it's, it it's back. A good looking, it's a good-looking costume. <laughs> it looks like Nero. Yes, it does. She looks really good as the in the costume. And that's Amber Heard? Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Wow. I know she's an actress. I've seen her in things, but the last thing I think I saw her in was Drive Angry, starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, oh, she's the one that just is got in that thing with um, Johnny Depp. That's sad. But at least she's... Oh, she was in uh, The Danish Girl recently. And... The, Hold on, IMDb. Yes, because I, I have no idea. It up right now. I have no idea who she is. I'm sorry, I don't know people. I she uh, was in Zombieland. Who was she in Zombieland? She was the neighbor in Zombieland. Oh, the one that she oh. was going to get her hair okay. pushed back. Uh, you would know her. She's the girlfriend in uh, Pineapple Express, Paul. Oh, who he goes to visit uh, in the middle of all that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's only five eight. <laughs> I'm reading. I'm reading the description on Wikipedia. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's had some bigger roles, but she's done a lot of just kind of smaller parts. Oh, she's from Friday Night Lights. Wolf and Paul's on here, <laughs> and like the weird things that he recognizes on IMDb. Oh, Friday Night Lights. That was a thing. That was a huge television show that got canceled. Never watched it. Well, it's about football at night. Yeah. Was night <laughs> high school. Football. High school football. Exactly. All right. Any other news? Well, uh, or do you? Or is there other ways you can just poop over me? <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else. That was all. I all right. Computer news, Paul? No, I got nothing. Uh oh. So let's go. Let's go into the list. Paul, what comic are you looking forward to this week? Uh, I'm looking forward to a book that I skimmed through the first one of, and uh, the second one is already coming out. It seems like it's a bi-weekly release schedule, because it's Marvel, and that's how they do things. Uh, This is Death of X, number two of four, written by Charles Soleil, Charles Soule, and Jeff Lemire. Art is by Aaron Cooter. It's a different artist every uh, issue, it seems. Uh, so hopefully they don't have that uh, weird. What, not What was the last event that uh, their multiverse thing? Oh, Secret Wars. Secret Wars Shoot. that got delayed and delayed and delayed. So hope, I think they're going away from that. And basically, this is exactly what you've been waiting for to happen ever since you know the Inhuman Terragon Mist got released, and they were like, yeah, the X Men and the uh, Inhumans are definitely going to have to fight it out at some point. And the first issue basically leads you up to the, yeah, and now we're going to fight. <laughs> like, it ends with, like, literally them being, yeah, we're going to fight. It's like them going, like, Super Saiyan, where they're just like, yeah, yeah, it happens. So, here we go. Issue two. Hopefully, they're going to fight. <laughs> going to fight. Okay. We'll review that at the end of the month, because it's in our, uh, our look back. Yeah. Chris. Our extremely long look back. List. <laughs> yes, our two two episode look back. Uh, perhaps three episode look back. Perhaps three. Chris, my friend, yes. how are you? Uh, what? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, what book are you looking forward to coming out? 
October nineteenth, uh, well, two thousand. When you're that scampish away from the microphone, nobody can hear no. your scamp come through. My scamp's not coming through. Your scamp did Sorry, not come everyone. through. Sorry, everyone. I saw That's it. Okay, uh, I can hear it. Based off of what I really enjoyed last month with Doom Patrol from DC Comics and their new Young Animals imprint, uh, I'm looking forward to the next one of those. And this is Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. And this is written by Gerard Way with art by Michael Avon Oming, who you may know from Powers. Um, I'm going to read the actual solicitation for this because this is definitely Gerard Way bringing the crazy back to comics. Um, and it says, Cape Carson has done it all, survived countless adventures below Earth's surface, met the love of his life, and gotten a cybernetic eye somehow. After he and his wife Eileen sent their only Dr. Chloe off to college, Cave was ready to become just another mundane member of the surface world. That is, until Eileen got sick, newly widowed, Cave tries to piece his life back together. When a knock on the door, the secret underground lab pulls him back into the past. He and Eileen thought they had left buried deep within the earth. Um, according to his, adding to his troubles, Cave must determine if his recent hallucinations and visions are the work of his mind or his mysterious cybernetic eye. Spoiler, it's the eye. <laughs> um, it sounds crazy. It's not my kind of book. It's my kind of book. It's it's definitely a John type of book, but based on it being written by Gerard Way, this is something that I will gladly check out the first issue of. Um, I don't even know how I would give like the first arc a try, but you know what? I I feel like I owe it to uh, Mr. Way and the Young Animals imprint because I I love Doom Patrol something fierce, and I really appreciate everything else he's done in comics. So yeah, you know what? I'll I'll give this one a shot. Uh, yeah, this is the book that I was about to pick and then went, Chris, what book are you picking this week? All right, I'll grab something different. Is Cape Carlson, isn't that Metamorpho? Or am I... No, that um, that's Rex Mason. Rex Mason is Metamorpho. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this is a John. whole new character. Yes? What book are you looking forward to? Uh, since I'm... I took the one that you were <laughs> I'm looking for something that I actually started picking up when 3 came out. I read 1 and 2, and I bought 3. I haven't read it yet. But uh, this is Black Hammer, uh, number 4. And this is coming to us from Jeff Lemire and Dean Ormstrom. Uh, and this book is... It kind of has that uh, Watchmen feel where it's um, there's only a few superheroes. And right before there's a big, like, superhero registration act, um, they all go missing. And they're all living together on a farm in a small town. And it's kind of like your Superman-type character who's a little bit more older, a little more, a little grizzled. grizzled. Uh, you have um, a Martian Manhunter-type character. Uh, you have a... Um, I want to say Doctor Str- uh, not that uh, the space guy Strange Adam, Adam Strange. Strange. You have an Adam Strange character and his robot pal, but the Adam Strange character's uh, gone cuckoo and believes he's uh, he keeps shifting between uh, dimensions, and uh, they're all stuck on this farm together, and it's kind of telling the story of how they got there, why they're there, and maybe that they're ready to get back into the real world. And they've been there for like 10 to 16 years or something crazy. Long uh, time to be on the farm. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. It's uh, kind of fun. Maybe when all six are out 
and the main storyline's over, we'll do it for a trade and policy. Or I might wait till 12 issues are out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I was going to say, a long time to be on a farm, but it's not 86 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know yet that yet. Only one issue's coming out. But you know, that doesn't take much time at all. It doesn't take much time at all. A dramatic reading, because it's only one panel. It's only and one now, panel. A dramatic reading. From Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number two, page 11, panel four. And I know your greatest fear, daughter. Despite all we have been through, despite even my latest deception, you fear most that your father will pass from this life before you reconcile with him. That... You will live the rest of your days with emptiness in this space where filial love would reside. This is a dramatic reading. Oh, drop my tablet. Oh, shit. <laughs> From Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Number two, page 11, panel four. That was and really- that'll be over on the show notes for this episode at bagboard.com Today, because I'm not going to wait four days to post them like I did last week. Sorry about that. No worries. Uh, that's good. Yeah, that was good Sinestro yeah. voice. Good Sinestro voice. Uh, I, I noticed he did stumble on one of the words there, but that's okay, because I wouldn't be able to pronounce it either. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's fa- It means fatherly love, I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, filial? Filial? <laughs> right? Right? Possibly? There's a lot of that. We're literally a love in uh, Superman Birthright, though. We get to see it right from the get-go. Because they don't start off on the farm for 86 pages. Let's do our next beer before we get into this book. There's at least 22 pages of them on Krypton while it's exploding. So, uh, as John pours, I'm going to kind of give you the overview of what Superman Birthright is. Superman Birthright. It's the whole story of Superman. And Lex Luthor. Uh, this is a 12-issue comic book that was released back uh, with DC Comics in uh, single issues back in 2013 through 2000, or 2003 to 2004. Uh, and you'll see a lot of... This replaces John Byrne's uh, Man of Steel series as the canonical origin story for Superman. So up until they, they decide to replace this origin story uh, with Infinite Crisis all of one year later and then replace it again with a new secret origins in 2009 and then replace it again with another one with the new 52 and then replace it again now uh so this is like the origin story four origin stories ago. But I think this is the best of those origin stories. Uh, this is written by Mark Wade, art like John, uh, Chris said at the beginning, by Liniel uh, Francis Yu. And I, I think this is, as a complete story, uh, really good. I, I, I really enjoy the dichotomy between you know two outsiders that come together, which is Superman and Lex Luthor, and then, uh, you know, their their issues with each other, basically. 
And I enjoy Martha and Jonathan Kent. And I enjoy a lot of things. But we're drinking the third <laughs> anniversary porter from Hamburg Brewery. This is an imperial porter with blueberries. Ooh. Uh, this is 9.2%. And, Paul, we need to drink a little bit of this because our tongue is stuck mm-hmm. in Russian imperial mode. I get a lot of blueberry on the nose, and also when I taste, taste first sip, I get a lot of wild blueberry. Not like Frankenberry blueberry or uh, blueberry berry, but, you know, not super artificial, but that wild just tang of blueberry. See, that's good. That's one of the things that I've always really can appreciate in any kind of fruit beer and just an actual fruit or berry taste in this mm-hmm. case not like the syrupy sweetness yeah uh, to hop over to Parks and Rec for a second uh, the one gillyweed drink over at Harry mm-hmm. Potter World I-, I ordered because I'm like oh it has blueberries in it and they're like blueberries on the bottom and then when I got the drink it wasn't actual blueberries it's it like was this. like the tapioca balls that were just sugary pellets of sugar yeah, to be redundant and repetitive, uh, that was just awful. It was like the worst thing to drink I, on such a you're hot wrong, day. Because I love the fishy green ale. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, when you're just thirsty and you're hot and you're sweating, you don't want to then have just just all sugar. <laughs> like I wanted something refreshing and light and crisp, and that was the fake blueberry that killed me. Uh, I dumped it. Uh, I'm having trouble getting to this beer. Like, I, my tongue is really stuck in Russian Imperial mode, and uh, I don't get any blueberry. I don't have it on the nose. I get it. It's like a floral smell. A little bit. On, it's it's there. And this is, this is rich, too. This has that rich smokiness as well. Um, it's got, like, a light smell on the nose. I'm not... I don't know. I'm just not getting that... Mm. <clears throat> I'm just at one with this beer right now, I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's good. It's lighter. It's lighter. Than... It's got more carbonation. Mm-hmm. It's very, very fizzy. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoy- it's, it's good. It dances on the palate. I don't know. I am just, I'm super stuck. Maybe I should get Russian you a lemon Imperial. or something? I don't know. Like maybe some oyster crackers? Uh-huh. Like what do you want? <clears throat> I know you don't want to talk about this book. <laughs> I, I don't understand why you hate it. It's 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 Mark Wade doing what, what Mark Wade does, but it isn't Mark Wade doing what Mark Wade loves or does that I love. It's okay. Mark Wade being way too into the mythos, and you get that like when I've tried to read Mark Wade's Shadow or when he's gotten into those things that he dynamite. loved growing up in the Dynamite world. Mm-hmm. They are way too drawn out and this book takes every single second into consideration to write about superman and it is long not just the book but the things they have to say are long and drawn out and just when you think something's about to pick up it goes into a flashback or it goes into something more the most interesting stuff is superman and lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. And I think if you had maybe a little more, a better artist on this book, not that the art is bad, but this is not a known artist. He's kind of a fill-in artist if you look at what he's done. Okay. The biggest thing he's done was doing, like, Mark Millar's Criminal is when he did more than an issue or two for on a series. I, I'm going to disagree with you because he's a 
pretty big artist. I looked I looked him up on IMDb, and there was nothing there that was like, oh, he did a great thing on, you know? I'm, I'm and the art itself it. doesn't, sh- like, uh, some of the the art looks good, but it's not, like, the amazing. Um, John, John, he did the High Roads miniseries with Scott Lodell that you love. He did Civil War between 2015. He did the Ultimates, uh, Volume 3, 1 through 4. He was on Fallen, well, oh, that was awful. Fallen Sun, Death of Captain America, number one. Ooh, denial. Uh, he did Fantastic Four. How many issues? Yes, number 600. They, he seems like he's a cover artist that does, uh, that they bring in when they want to do a, like, a landmark book. Yeah, he, he, um, he did the Ultimate Wolverine versus the Hulk book with Damon Lindelof back when the, um, Ultimate Universe was a thing. He was on um, Wolverine from 1997 to 1999. Uh, what else has he done? You love he did uh, a lot of like Secret Invasion was his do with uh, Bendis. You also liked his Buffy the Vampire Slayer work. I didn't. Well, Chris. Yeah. He did the graphic novel with uh, Josh Sweet back in 2000. I mean, it's like one book here, one book there, one book, seven books of Ultimate Comics. Thirteen books of birthright, two books of this, four books of that. Like I, I don't know. I think he could be. He's worked a lot, mm-hmm. but it's nothing like huge, like long running or huge. And I don't think the art, the art does not keep me into this book, and the story doesn't either. I think the backgrounds are really lacking, but I really enjoyed his design work on. Uh, the Kryptonian Krypton. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's where his his stuff it shines. Shines. Yeah. Then he does make Metropolis feel like a place as well. Not really. You know, the Daily Planet at the center of the city. You don't. It's, I don't feel anything about the city in this. Really? Book. Oh man! Like I feel like we are just we are so far apart on we this are book. the opposite. Complete opposite. Like, guys, there's book. no way that we we're, we're going to be able to. I'm not here to try to convince you one way or the other because I can't. You know, you, your feelings on the book are just as valid. Uh, so, Chris, <laughs> yes, are you middle ground? Are you I, are you I'm all so in with John? On this. Um, oh, thank I didn't think it was a bad book, but I think everything in it is just it's stretched out so long. Like this is a prime example of comic book decompression. Like mm-hmm. having the story take 12 issues, I. I don't think you need to do. You see, I didn't realize it was 12 issues. I read through it, and I never realized it was 12 issues, because on Comixology, where I read it, I didn't feel the page breaks. I didn't feel the or the issue breaks. I just kept on reading. I was like, yes, I ate it up. I was well, like, they, don't, they don't really have issue breaks in it. It is one like consistent story. Like It's mm-hmm. no like real cliffhangers yeah. to it. Um, so that could be why, but Partway through uh, his adventures in Africa, oh, like I was like, how far through this am I? Because I, I felt like I had just been reading forever, and I was only like 30 pages into the book. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the stuff with him in Africa, and mm-hmm. it really, that, it was a little too drawn out, but I felt the connection of where <laughs> Clark Kent, would get that thing to that he needs to stand up for a thing. I need to be a superhero. I need to protect people that 
need to be protected. I like that scene and, and that like Lego that Clark Kent is out there trying to find his place in the world and being inspired by humanity. It's, yes. Yeah. Because that's mm-hmm. the exact opposite of what we normally get from Superman, where Superman comes out and he tries to inspire us. I like that it's in this book. It's a feedback loop. Yeah, but he also, gets inspired by us. He wants to, he wants to reflect that to the rest of us, and then is inspired more. And but know. it didn't need to be as long as it did. Two issues, and I and I'll say this: the one of the best Superman books we read was Superman Earth Two, and it was okay. done. It was Earth One. Earth, 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 Earth yeah. One. Yeah, it was done just quickly. You know, like you don't need. I don't. I didn't need this. All this drawn out him becoming Superman. I know the story, and it just seems so slow paced. Right. <laughs> and there's moments in it. Yes, there's bits and pieces that I like when they're all right. If you're going to be Superman, when he finally gets Pa Kent over, and they're like, "Well, you can't." Anybody's going to walk by and see your six packs, dude, in a t-shirt. <laughs> you need to put here. Put this on. Put this on. Do See, this. The, oh, that scene though, when he finally takes Pa Kent up in the air, and he's and he's like realizes that he's never done that with his dad, you know, and he's like, and his dad's like, no, I, this is amazing. Of course, I always wanted to fly. Of course, I. But why? But you would never have known that because I would have never said it. And it's like one of those moments that ah, oh, just tugged at my heartstrings. It was. It was like the diamond in the rough. There's lots of diamonds within the rough of this book. Okay. Yeah. Not as I agree. Like in, okay. there, there were some solid character moments in it, but everything was just so spaced out in between. Mm-hmm. Like Perry yelling at Jimmy. You know, it, there's so much stuff in here that mm-hmm. I didn't need to read because anyone familiar with Superman is going to know all of this stuff already. And the and stuff with the publisher... Well, that's just the art reflecting what life is now. You know, like, the publisher is in the pockets of, you know, the most powerful guy in the city, Lex Luthor, so therefore the journalist can't stay objective. You know, it's it's the early aughts, and we're still living through it now, like, whether or not media can be trusted. It's, no. And I'm sorry, Chris, I, st- I, I stepped over you. That's okay. Um, maybe if we had read and reviewed this back in 2005 when it was fresh or maybe like as it was coming out my opinions on it might have been a little bit different reading it spaced out more than just sitting in like I think two sessions I read through this because mm-hmm. um, it I mean it is 300 pages it's a it's a lot to read whether you feel like it's a lot or not like that that's 300 pages of story um, it's 12 issues long <laughs> but I I feel like I kind of agree more with John where like, yeah, Superman Earth One retold this story and did like a more concise job with it. I don't but the characterization of Superman and Earth One I don't enjoy as much as the characterization here. Where Earth One he seems more of a like he's there and he's letting the world affect him versus him going actively being a searcher actively trying to find his place well, in the world. But he does do, do that. It. He goes and he plays, you know... Yeah, but he's like, play sad sack. He's like, oh yeah, I can solve this mathematical equation. I guess I could do that. Oh, I guess I could do that. You know, here he's like actually being affected by letting the world affect him 
versus being just constantly above it. Mm-hmm. And there's one. And but it does I, it need to take does it need to take as long as it does to do that? See, I, I don't know. I I enjoyed every bit of it. Like, I, I was there for the whole journey. Like, I was just swipe, you know, going page to page to page. Like, when you got, when I saw the message later on, like... When I oh, was like, is... I'm on page one. I'm taking aside, like, the little bit of stuff in the beginning of the book. I, like, I only looked at exactly story when the comic book uh-huh. started and ended. And I said, right, boys, are we serious? I'm on page 126 <laughs> of 298 pages. The back issue was like is thirty pages long. I did not take that into consideration. I stopped at when the last panel okay. was, and I was like, "This is madness." <laughs> Why wasn't I told it was so long? I spent my entire Saturday evening reading this book <laughs> and being drowsy. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I don't know. Like you. And I woke up in the morning and finished it. Like mm-hmm. I got, like I, I had like twelve pages left. I was like, I gotta leave this for the morning. <laughs> I can't even read this. And the end of the book is the best part. Yeah. Yeah. What did you feel about? I, I, we keep I need on going a, back to the. I need and, an abridged version of this book, yes. which is anybody just telling me the story of Superman. But we also got to see where. Where Lex Luthor comes from, and I really enjoy the characterization of Lex Luthor as well here, where he's this overly intelligent, he doesn't feel like he can set in, and then there's this like maddening frustration that over that sets him in, and he just just goes, wants someone to talk to. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Like, I like the older Lex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. The younger Lex is. I mean, he's kind of a jerk, and it's the weird thing of like Superman feeling he's taken upon being friends. He's pushing the friendship with mm-hmm. Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. And it's. I don't understand absolutely why. Is it because he himself feels like an outcast? So then he has to do that. But he has more of a way. To connect with people, and then he's trying to connect with someone that just does not want to be connected with. But they even say that when during that flashback, when Martha, Jonathan, and him are like sitting outside that window, that there's those moments that he had with Lex that he never got with anybody else, not even with mm-hmm. Mom and Pa. That Lex got it. And I'm quoting there because that's what he says. Like, there's conversations where just Lex understood what it felt to be so outside of everybody else. Yeah. But if you're in the way, it's a projection. Okay, he's projecting a little bit. but And I, and I think Lex even projects upon Clark. Mm-hmm. And when he has that moment where Clark is actually feeling sick from the uh, kryptonite, mm-hmm. that he, like, you don't look at me like everyone else does. Uh, Sinestro voice. <laughs> it's a little more British for Sinestro. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this series, it does a great job of telling the Superman mythos. Mm-hmm. It's just too drawn out. It's too slow of a pace. And but if like, you I- want something that goes into those details, if you want something that really explores, you get 
you great can work do, here. Yeah, but this is this is in a sense is isn't great work because it didn't capture me. Okay. It didn't at all. I like, and I got to points where I was like, I don't even remember what I just read. Like, and going back and rereading a whole page again because I'm like, ugh. I'm going to have to mimic Chris here and say that now I do wish, exactly like Chris said, if we read it as it was coming out, I think we would have had a much, you would have a much different reaction to it than being like, oh, I got to read this for the show. Five hours before the show, you know, or uh, 16 hours before the show starts. And it's like, ugh. I, I sit down, a lot of times I sit down, sometimes I get to a book, Earlier, sometimes I get to I yeah. get to a book scheduling. Later. Scheduling, it's understandable. I think if I was, if, <laughs> I, if I had looked it up and saw that it was twelve issues long, I would have not sat down the night before. But it, it out a little bit. But also, it a, no matter like what we read, it should not feel like a chore, right? And this, I didn't get a scene at one at page one twenty six. It I was like. This book isn't ending for a while. <laughs> I, what is going on? And I had a moment where I'd be like, can we do a different book? Because I'd gladly start and read another book after reading, in a sense, a, a trade. Like, I'll read another trade. Don't make me read any more of this. Wow. And then when nobody, like, I was like, nobody's going to say anything for a while. I'll just keep reading. And then, like... Late, like I woke up the next morning. Chris was like, "Ha, it's a long one." I was like, "Yeah, it is." It's. I mean, I'm glad that I read it, just because this is something that often gets discussed when people do talk about the retelling of Superman's origin story. Mm-hmm. Because he's one of those characters, like Batman, where every year we have someone else giving their spin on it. I think this is one of the better ones i know that sounds weird just like with how like critical everything was just said about it but i think it is a solid retelling and it's mark wade who obviously loves superman getting to play in that sandbox i I just wish it wasn't i don't want to say dense but think about uh his daredevil run we we love daredevil Mm -hmm. because he took those characters and he spoiled them down to like their purest essence and he brought that sense of fun to it there's no real fun to this book it's heavy it's like i said it's dense when you look at the panels and the word balloons like there's so much stuff that's going on in it but you also got a badass superman every once in a while like when he goes to the gun cellar and he's like i just sat down i just saw a like nine-year-old girl get scarred for life because you sold guns to you know illegally on and the then he fires a gun and he captures, captures it right in front of like that's fun that's that, still part of the denseness of that this is book. bad at, that is like a superman we don't often see like a, like that like when uh grant morrison brought back superman where he's willing to drop somebody and then catch him at the last second like not the complete boy scout I, it's you know, I, this i think I this is the thing where like Uh, Mark Wade, oh, I could not think of a name. Uh, like Mark Wade, Mark Wade likes the story of Daredevil and can boil the character down and tell a fun story because that's what he wants to do. He wants to tell a fun story, 
And then he has a character like Superman, who I think Mark Mark Wade loves, mm-hmm. and then goes, "I am going to not just boil it down, but I am going to put my my heart and soul into this character and writes it for himself. He doesn't write it for the reader, and it takes unless the reader's me. I, apparently, <laughs> in a sense, I mean, there's yeah. people, different people looking for different things, mm-hmm. and we've you know we've said that everywhere that yeah. we all have different ways of looking at life, different ways of looking at comic books." But he writes it in the most dense way there is. Right. And I think that's the same thing with, you know, he loves the shadow. He loves, uh, I've tried picking up lots of his books, especially when after Daredevil, when I was like, Mark Wade, And then you look at yeah. all, like, all the stuff you've loved from him, and you're like, this guy, there's nothing he can write that I don't like. And then you start <laughs> and reading some others, right. and then you start reading other stuff, and you're like, holy moly. Well, even, I mean talking about how dense this is even if you look at something like kingdom come which is like a heavy book like i Mm -hmm. still didn't feel like i had to slog through that no yeah i'm I'm sorry guys i really like when i read it and i'm like yeah this is going to be the book like i didn't feel that length i was just in it i'm okay i'm okay with having read this like i said this is something that it, it is mentioned as one of the better retellings of the Superman origin story. I think it is a strong book. It's just sitting down and like marathon reading it probably isn't the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I want I think more. sometime like we should find a like mini series or a limited series that's coming out and talk about it issue to issue. You know, instead of doing it like a trade in policy, mm-hmm. do it as like an extended like monthly segment almost. Well, we're going to be coming up on the year two of DC's rebirth soon right like october isn't october normally when they do their big event or is that when it wraps up i'm so out of things i'm so loud as a mini series game guys i'm an old cattle rancher we don't have anything coming out from dc right now like that there's no big crossover event since they did just relaunch everything like every story is kind of its own thing until they come back to you know what we got like right now. Well, you know. here's the Death thing. Death of X. I was well, going to say, yeah, there's Death of X. But Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo are teaming up again this summer for uh, the next big thing. No, Reborn, the first issue uh, already came out. It came out this week. Really? No, that that's Mark Millar. And uh, Greg Capullo. Scott that's Snyder. Image. We're yeah, talking Scott Snyder. Yeah. Yeah, no, Scott Snyder and him, they, they're going to team up, and it, it looks like it's going to be it's like... a Justice League book. It's like a Justice League book, where the two of them are working together. And yes, Batman is in it. Yes. Because I think that was the headline on News. But I Anima. think the thing is, is we're always... I think we might need to find that thing after it started, because we don't... You don't realize when that book is going to appear till after it started, and maybe then we do something, yeah. but... Maybe it's Flintstones, <laughs> issue four, guys. <laughs> Who knows? Issue four. I think this is this is it is a good telling of the Superman story because it goes into every depth there could possibly be. This is the absolute most flushed out version you can do of Superman. And I think it's the because it's the extreme flushing out of this character that just is too much. Like it's almost too much. When mm-hmm. yes, you're gonna marathon read it, but also like 
I've sat down with trades and been like, oh, I'm just going to, I'll read a little bit today and then I'll finish it later. And then you're on the can and you're like still reading it and then you're like walking yeah, you're, out and you're like, did I wash my hands? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Are my legs asleep? Yes. No, but it's, yeah, it's those moments where it's just like, uh, I just finished it. Mm-hmm. And then you go, I'm going to buy the next volume. Like that's and how I felt at, the next with volume. this one because I'm like, yeah, where's Lana Lang? Like, yeah, they, they never, never t- tell you where Lana Lang is. <laughs> I, know. I was, I had more questions. Uh, yeah, it. I think I, the stuff that happens, it it works. It's great, but it's too much of the stuff that happens, and it's when you have those moments that are, are a little bit shorter. Putting, putting the Clark Kent mm-hmm. uniform on him. Yeah, yeah. It's not drawn out. It's real quick. That works. That was two pages. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you need. You don't need 35 pages to say, this is why he's doing this. See, I thought that was a little drawn out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's missing one thing. Like, what could it be? Oh, here, put these, you know, put these glasses awesome. on. And you knew it was coming. You knew yeah. it was coming. But then when they do it and they say, like, it it changes the blue. Mm-hmm. Your blue, your eyes aren't as this crystal clear gray mm-hmm. blue that nobody's ever seen before. Yeah. This tints them just a little bit they to look They a little regular. bit. And, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, speak softer. No, a little more softer. Like, that stuff, mm-hmm. like, that stuff, I was like, wow, okay, that's the part of the Clark Kent character, quote-unquote, that you're like, okay, yeah, this is mm-hmm. why people wouldn't realize that Superman is Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wear your hair really perfectly combed. Have your hair a little wild when you're Superman, because you're flying around. Mm-hmm. You, it, when they had those moments, those are the moments that shined in this book. Those moments where Lex is, even the moment where Lex is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never been to Smallville. Mm-hmm. And you see that shock on like Clark's face like, bitch, we were friends. <laughs> and Lenny, you does a great job. He, he does a great job because they put a big old question mark over his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, you know, and you have those moments. And you have those moments where Lex is saying, screw you, Superman. You are not above me. Look at all of this I can do. I'm talking to space right now. I'm talking to your world. I know more about you mm-hmm. than you do. I really like that part. Yeah, that moment. That That is like the best part of this book. And it's like such a long build-up to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And it's not... That- it's like a whole season of Carnival. <laughs> it's because John and I have the same argument about Carnival, where I'm on John's side of the argument and he's on my side. But it's the HBO series that nobody knows. Nobody knows except for the three of us right now. That's not true because I was just listening to another podcast where they're like, "HBO, this is the biggest. This is the stupidest thing you ever did. Cancel on that show." Anywho. Back to the Superman Were story. Were you on that episode? I wasn't. But I was like grinning like, these guys are so correct. Well, what's crazy and I was like making driving my car reference. Like I was making us, I'm steering this wheel really dramatically. What's that, Chris? I'm sorry. Uh, what's crazy is they canceled that show because it was too expensive, like 
for each episode, and now look at something like Game of Thrones. They canceled Rome for the same reason, and Rome was really good. Rome was super. Yeah, Rome was super. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, is with uh, like Game of Thrones, they have people crashing the HBO now because so many people are tuning mm-hmm. into the final episode, and they found another way to get people to pay for HBO with an app. Uh, but there, the book needed to be condensed. Instead of 12 issues, if you condense it down to 8, I think it would have been better. Mm-hmm. I think there are some things. I really enjoyed Superman and Clark Kent in Africa. Right. And him doing that. And then it's, and even then it started like just getting a little too long. And then when he's doing this, it's a little too long. So everything in the book was good. You just wanted everything, tri- every, everything's trimmed down. Everything, everything needed to be trimmed. tightened up. It needed to be tightened. And yeah, like if this was. But there's no one part that you're pointing to being like, yeah, that whole section, take it out. It's not like, no. drop the whole Krypton thing at the beginning. To get you eight issues. Yeah. No, because that Krypton thing does come back at the end. Right. And that broke my heart. But exactly. But that Krypton, like Chris said, 30 pages, 15, 10. Like, it did not need to be what it was. This book is, yes, this book is the best It's the love letter. It's like the, we've been saying. Yeah, it's yeah. the best telling of Superman. It's by someone who knows the Superman story, who loves it, who wrote it. But editorial should have been like, eh, let's just trim this a little bit. But this editorial's right like, yeah, no, we can make two ninety nine on this. Well, no, because editorial, <laughs> yeah. editorial is just like the publisher who's right. like, uh, Mark Wade saying this is how the story should go. Let's let Mark Wade do what he wants. We can get twelve issues at two ninety nine. We can get probably, five movies. This, this we can get probably. five movies of Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The sand. It, needed, it all ties you together. Could have cut, you could have cut four okay. issues out of this book. But by trimming down each part of each book. But there's no one part part that you're like, this is where I slog through it. Yes, there are, there are, there are lots of moments where I slog through it because I'm like, I fucking got it on page two and you gave me eight more pages. <laughs> right, you gave right, me right. 30 more pages. But it's not that... What I'm saying, it isn't like one whole story beat failed. It's that the story... Well, Pete's here's the thing: went is long in the there's tooth. like five story beats, mm-hmm. but there's twelve fucking issues between them. That's four. <laughs> like it is. It's like okay, I get it. Okay, you driven it home. Okay, you drove it to Chris Roy in Florida. <laughs> like okay, I get it. Oh yeah, I get it. Oh, okay, really driving it home. Oh hey Chris, you know like, you know who's doing that right now. Me, because this book did it to me. My wife called me. I was probably about 200 pages in. My wife called me, and she's like, hey, uh, I'm just finishing up doing this thing. By the way, Chris, I feel so sorry for you not being in this room, because John is so animated right now. (laughs) It's great just watching him. She's like, I just want to let you know I'm probably not going to get home till about midnight. I'm stopping with some friends. We're going to have some drinks. And I'm like... It's all right. I'm reading my training policy. And she's like, did Paul pick it? I'm like, yep. And she's like, is it way too long? I'm like, oh, I'm going to be reading this till you get home. And she's like, oh, 
okay. Well, see you when I get home. Like, you have a nice <laughs> night. Have a nice Saturday. Because I'm not watching any horror movies. It's October. I'm going to skip it. I'm not going to have a cigar with my dad because I'm reading this book. Listeners, remember, he's had this book in his pocket for the past three weeks. Well, not my fault. I like to. It's re- not my fault. When we're doing this, when we're reading, yeah, you want it fresh. Exactly. Yeah. When we did the when we did the books last week, last week, <laughs> it had been two weeks since I read almost all of them, right. and I felt like I was disconnected. So I right. want to read right, it right, right, right before we record. Yeah, I understand. I want to be fresh. Heck, and I read a trade and policy while sitting down at the computer while we were trying to record. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no room. Yeah, I have also no you read the wrong book, <laughs> and I started. I read the first four pages of the wrong book. Uh, that happens. I understand. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe I should have uh, got in front of that. But honestly, I didn't realize it was twelve issues. I just read it. I like. I, I had this moment where I clicked over and I was like, 12 issues? Are you kidding me?" Like I know I read it during a lunch break at work. <laughs> And I know I read it a How little bit afterwards. Lunch breaks? An hour? Jeez. I'm salaried, like, man. I, I like, My lunch breaks is as long as I want. I like that he's like, eh, it took me a fortnight to read this. <laughs> you know, and I finished it up after that, but, like, when I got home, but it didn't feel long. You know, it, for me, it didn't feel wrong, and I'm sorry. Well, if I were to break this up into 12 sittings, it wouldn't feel long. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I like not to be like not to sound uh, yeah. like a jerk, but yeah, if you broke it up, but when you're sitting there and like, oh, okay, I need to read this before, yeah. you know, it's it's nine o'clock on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I'll sit and read this, and then you're like, where has my night gone? Right. You know, it it takes away it takes away from the book, especially nine when, on a Saturday night. I'm in bed sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess where I wanted to have been. <laughs> uh, but it is. It is prob. It is the best telling of Superman because it overindulges those moments to mm-hmm. go in, 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 in depth to this book. And I like. I feel bad that I've just been blathering on about how it's too much. How you went on for fifteen minutes about how long it's been too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. Uh, take your time to read this book. <laughs> It's Kirk, not bad. Yeah. I think the I think a better artist could have made everything flow a bit more. I uh, wouldn't have wanted anybody else on that Krypton stuff other than him, though. The Krypton stuff looked good, but uh, I, there's tons of artists that could have done. Just because at that with what it is, like I didn't want to want to. I wouldn't want to risk changing it. Chris, I, I feel like uh, both John. John has. Talked a lot. I have tried to rebute a lot. Overall, your, your final thoughts, your final impressions of the book. I won't say um, a word. <laughs> it, it wasn't bad. I I liked the pieces of it. I just didn't like it as the whole because it it took so long to get through it, and I felt like I was reading a lot. Um, like John said, just take your time with this one. Don't don't marathon it. Don't read it the night before you have to record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Flat out. Uh, yeah, as I was reading it, I fell more and more in love with this book. Uh, because when I was coming into it, I was like, the best origin story for Superman is Superman for all eight uh, for all seasons. Uh, my next favorite is Su- All Star Superman. 
And as I kept on reading it, it like all all the Superman books kept on like falling down notches to this one. This one has supplanted. It is my favorite Superman story. I I would still probably take All Star Superman as one of my favorites, and then behind that, I'd probably put the Earth One graphic novels. Yeah, I like. I I would agree, Chris, and I would say this this one is it's in your top five. But then after you get like after you get past two or three, you're like, I don't know what else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the whole time I was reading this, all I was thinking was, man, they got a lot in. In that small graphic novel of Earth One, like yeah, yeah. it's like you you got it. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to drive it to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title: Drive it to Florida. <laughs> it, because yeah. that's what that's what we're doing right now. So, <laughs> listeners, uh, have you read Superman Birthright? Uh, were you annoyed that I just clapped on a microphone? <laughs> Uh, let us know in the comments on our Facebook page when we post the episode. Chris does an amazing job on all the show notes. Why, thank you. Uh, I do a mediocre job about getting this edited and posted. Uh, so hopefully you'll, you'll be able to listen to it today. As I just show up and swear. <laughs> mowing your lawn or going out for a five-mile run, John. <laughs> Maybe you'll be able to listen to yourself swearing four times as you, as you run for five miles. I didn't want to listen to last week's because I was like, oh, that's too long. <laughs> hey, yeah. Long podcast episodes, I just break them up. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> <In> 12 sittings. 